You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? I'm now. <laughs> You know, disclaimer, I'm not saying Alex shoots someone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying young well, boys. Well, listen, But, man. you know, he's just not going to sweat it if dude gets it. Just, yeah, it is a- what it any, is. Uh, any, any, any bigot, racist piece of shit, I'll, I'll just duck and let the bullet hit him, you know? Any racist motherfuckers. Any, any, of, that, any okay. of that. Any of that. Any of that hate nonsense, man. You know, um, anybody who ever touched or did anything to kids like i'll help you put the bullet in them you know a racist pedophile can get it oh racist pedophile i, mean, I don't Do know you kill them? them i think i think we torture them i don't think you let them hit the bullet i think you let <laughs> you let them live for a little bit in, in agony but how would that work though like would they would they do kids that they hate or do kids that they like? So it's a mixed, oh, you know, God. mixed combination here because, oh, he's black. I don't know, but you know, he's black, so I'm gonna ruin it. Like, Kill them all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. Uh, we're here. What is this? LA, right? It's LA area. You know what? I, I live in Orange County. Uh, so it kind of lets me travel. Oh, I need to go IE because he has a show and he can only squeeze the interview in like there. Or, oh, I got to drive to LA because, you know, he's checking out. You got to be there an hour earlier, whatever. So OC is kind of like the middle ground. Um, but every time I come down to LA, dude, there's this vibe. There's this, like this energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm parked and it's like Sunset Boulevard and there's like hills and cars and you, it looks like you're in a, in like an old school painting. You know what I'm saying? Like it gives you this vibe. Um, but so it has a lot of cool energy to it. Obviously a lot of history in LA. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the, all the greats stop by here. A lot of the greats are from here. You know, so the, I think there's like these, these ley lines that just give out artistic, you know what I'm saying? Like an artistic vibe to them. So I love coming down here. There's always good energy, good flow. Uh, today is very special uh, for me because I am a battle axe warrior. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm a, one of the first thousand that got when they first started back in the day, right? Uh, and then Macho was just like barely talking about it. I remember he was promoting it. And I had been a, a swollen fan for years, bro, forever. And uh, and he's like, yeah, we're opening it up and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I remember I submitted him my, I submitted my stuff and I kind of hit him on Twitter. And I told him, yo, I just submitted my stuff. This is what I do. And he kind of in- inducted me in himself. He's like, yeah, bro, like I really like th- this is a good idea. What you got? I told him about the show and I got what I was doing and stuff. He's like, yeah, this is good. This could be a good vibe for hip hop, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'd love to have you. Uh, short, sweet. It wasn't like a long, you know, it was just him like, yeah, you're dope. This is good. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, I've been a battle axe warrior since. And I love it. I love the energy. I love working with the people, going to the meetings, being tall boy and, and all the other people here, you know. Uh, but I'm sitting here with. Uh, what's up? It's Adlib. Stoniest guy in the galaxy. <laughs> stoniest? It's the stoniest. Dude, there's people that'll challenge that. I know, I know, I know. So I, I should, I should take that back. I should take that <laughs> no, back. No, no, the no, OGs. no, 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 no. They're the OGs. How about the new generation? How about the new, the new, the, the up and coming? Leading the way for new stoners. Leading the way for the new stoners. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so where are we from originally, Adlib? Uh, Pennsylvania. I was born in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I live currently, I live in Allentown, which is about an hour outside of Philadelphia. And uh, I've been I've been in Pennsylvania my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you still you're still there. Yeah, I'm still I still live in Pennsylvania. What yeah. is it about it? Because look, like I'm this I'm with the same way, I'm Orange County. Like I've had a chance to move across country, and I've got a chance to do this, and and I, it's just come back home, bro. Like I don't know, like there's so something familiar with uh, something comforting about growing around familiar sites. Well, I, I, you know, um, I don't live in Philadelphia. Um, like I said, I live in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in uh, Allentown. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really holding me in Pennsylvania except for my mom and, mm-hmm. and my dad at mm-hmm. this point. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably be a West Coast guy. Uh, Before you know it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to retire and, and live out here, man. The sun. I love the be- the The sun is amazing. What kind of weather we get out there? Like like 90% of the time, it's 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 cold, right? No, no, it's it's not too bad. The winter's cold. Mm-hmm. The winter's snow and mm-hmm. you know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So But you have your yeah. heat rays. You have your summer. Yeah, yeah. Summer's same. Same, same. Mm. Summer, summer's okay. you know. Cause you know you get up there in the hundreds, it's hot. It's hot in the summer. I mean, down here, bro, like it'll rain one day and then it'll be cold the next and then they'll get windy and then it'll be hot. Like, you know, it's fucked up. The weather's drunk yeah. out here, bro. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I I I dig it out here. You guys wear shorts in the winter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's a laid back Cali. It's, it's, well, that's what be- I like about Cali's laid back. So we're in you know Philadelphia, New York, super fast paced. Everything is fast, 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 fast. Mm-hmm. Out here, I feel like everybody's kind of laid back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's chilling. Yeah. Um, it, it, but you gotta dip. You gotta make a difference because once you hit like a certain part of the state. It should just be a completely different state because Northern Cali is nothing like Southern Cali. Yeah. And I don't even know if we share the same weather type patterns, to be honest with you, because I know like Seattle and all those others, they rain a lot. So it's a lot cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you got, especially on a hustle, on hustle, I think Northern Cali has been on their hustle longer than Southern Cali because Southern Cali has had Hollywood to kind of help them with their hustle. Right. And, and and catapult to more when north no, doesn't really like like I don't, like I just heard this over and over now that we talked about it with the interview with Mercer he pointed out that E40 had never worked with Dr. Dre before and to me that's insane that's insanity that these two huge giant West Coast artists haven't worked with each other and it's because of the difference of attacking work. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's trippy. It's it's a weird thing, and this and, and same thing with New York cats and, and and Cali cats. New York cats are really like, um, they, there's like a time where it's like they'll take it off or they'll rest, and like that's why New York cats don't deliver as many albums as West Coast cats. You know, the energy, the work vibe is different. Yeah, I can see that. That's wild. I never really thought about that. It's pretty crazy. Merce broke it down, and I was like, "Whoa!" He's actually like, he's like, "Yeah, dude, like this is the reason." And you never thought about this, and I'm like, I, "This is why I love doing these interviews because all the knowledge that comes up from these artists that I have no idea what's happening." That's wild. To me, it's very it's easy to be like. Forty and Dre never worked with each other. Never, right? And I think the only one of the only it's a handful of artists that he has worked with from the north is like too short in like one track, because. Dre doesn't need to go up there, right? So they'll need to come down that's here. That's true. Right? That's true. And Dre's busy down here in the South anyway. So he doesn't, you know what I mean? The money, he doesn't, he's Dre. Yeah, I guess he got to have interest in what he wants to work, whether he's, he's not doing anything just for business reasons. He has enough bread for to do whatever he wants. He's pra- he probably <laughs> works with who he wants to work with, and that's about it. Well, right? because why, why, why else would he go out of his way, travel up there, or whatever the case may be, when he has Eminem? 
or he has game or he has blank who's gonna he know he's gonna get his platinum out uh, he's gonna get his platinum from so why worry about it you know you but you also you know you have to consider Dre's been around forever and this that and the other but the reason the reason that I was wondering is because um you're uh you're from an area that's not wildly known for hip hop it's not like yo yo that, that's you know yeah we have the roots mm-hmm. uh with you know Beanie Siegel the roots um a lot of a lot of people don't realize is that Philadelphia. Um, you know, being in LA is, is kind of a cool, uh, conversation is that Philadelphia, uh, is kind of the origination of gangster rap. Yeah. Schooly D. That's true. Um, you know, Ice T and all these guys, uh, all credit, um, Schooly D for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, you know, this is always LA is kind of the home of gangster rap mm-hmm. and, and what was always considered, um, and what is considered gangster rap but yeah philadelphia has uh philly, ha- philly has was its, the origins yeah has it has its roots right. with that you know what i mean obviously you guys took it to another level dude when i heard that track right and i was like whoa because growing up i i, I was an ice t fan before i was like an nwa fan just because ice t had the charisma and the delivery and he was telling stories and he was like doing all these things that are now looking back like way ahead of his time for the 80s or 90s when he popped off you know, um, but yeah, when, when I, when I, when he gave credit to him for originating gangster rap, I was like, I mean, how true can that be? And then I heard that and I'm like, yo, that's exactly what Ice-T was doing. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of sporty Went to the bar, caught me a 40 Got kind of high and uh, kind of drunk So I kicked the ass of this little punk Forgot my key, I had to ring my bell My mama came down, she said, who the hell? Wait, mama, wait, it's me, your little son Before I knew it, my mom pulled the gun I know who you are, but who the hell is that? I turned around, man, this bitch was fat I really don't know what she got into the car I must have picked her up when I left the bar You know who? yeah man and and he was doing it in the late 70s yeah yeah it yeah. was crazy it was crazy so yeah schooly d's that guy um it just goes to show you that hip-hop has is older than than we give it credit for right because you can kind of trace it back to like mid 60s oh almost. yeah last poets right stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, absolutely rick james and james brown and you know there's all this stuff 100 percent, and it's a beautiful thing right but where would you say you got your um where, where did the hip-hop bug bite you like when how old were you when that happened uh, i was a kid and i saw um well i i was i was into you know i i, li- I liked uh i was like hearing epmd i was hearing red man and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um, the I guess I got bit by the bug. I went to see Cypress Hill and House of Pain when I was mm. a kid, um, and uh, and that was that was done. I was it was done for me after that, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I've I've always like uh, you know, my my nickname from from the time I was a kid was Doobie Doober. You know what I mean? My I, I grew up around you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. Cypress Hill mm-hmm. was like seeing them. I was a kid. They're smoking a big ass bong on stage. Yeah. They looked like, you know, everybody that I knew. Um, they dressed like everybody I knew. Um, and it, it was something that was a little bit relatable, like, in, in a fact of, like, wow, you could do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because outside of that, it was all New York guys, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it just wasn't the same, you know? It just wasn't the same EPMD and 
you know, those guys like the way they dressed, the way they did everything. It, it I love the music, but that's not how I dressed. It's mm. not how I looked. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So um You related I related more to, to Cypress. Right. I related my my mom is uh my mom is um has Irish in her, you know, so having having those guys being out there, you know, with the you know, Irish and, and it it was just like I could just relate, you mm-hmm. know, and um I How just love that I love the see? energy. Oh man. Uh, thirteen. And you were you were doobie back 13, even then? Fourteen. <laughs> you were the doobie. Well, I was doobie when I was like three years old. I, I didn't even have I didn't even know what pot was. I was doobie. And <laughs> doober, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe my name's Adams. I think it all started with like add do and then went to my then my brother was like doober, you know, doobie. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, so, yeah, I think I was about 13, mm-hmm. somewhere in that point. Okay, and then after that, when you saw that, you knew, like, it's a reality. It's a possibility that people that look like me, well, think like me, are actually making a business out of this, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't think about the yeah, business yeah, side yeah. of things at that point, but I was like, wow, man, I smoke pot and rap. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, so it started and, like that. You and know New York cats, I mean? like you were saying, like that wasn't their focus. Like, no, no, the, yeah, no, they no smoked, it was, it was a hard, yeah, but it wasn't like it their wasn't like that. niche, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even now, it's not really like a New York rapper that's like heavy into weed, you know? No, not at all. But, now, at all. but the, here's the beauty part. Like you mentioned, like a Cypress Hill comes out with like a 10-footer a, a or whatever. Beat Real still does it. Like yeah. he's got I was I got lucky enough. I went I went to, uh, it's crazy, is that like, I, I did, uh, I went to Beat Real TV. Um, I, was up there, I was up there twice, did the Green Thumb mm-hmm. show twice. Mm-hmm. And the second time, Beat Real was there mm-hmm. and, and did the interview. And I was like, Did you the smoke box? Uh, yeah, I was. I was so like, Yeah, I don't be on my fanboy shit. <laughs> and um, when I went in, I went in, and uh, and I had no idea that he was gonna do the interview. Yeah, you know, because the first time I was there, like, it was just cool. You know, mm-hmm. it was just so in love. And I went in. They were like, Yeah, be real, be out in a minute. I was like, You'll be what? <laughs> I was like, What? And he came out, man. It was, it was a trip, man. It was it was a trip, like you know, sitting next to the guy who like got me. First of all, he's it. he's taller than you would expect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he for like a stoner, for like a dude that smokes a lot. Be real, is like big, bro. He's yeah, built. Yeah, yeah, he spends a lot of time in the gym. Like if you follow him on like Instagram and stuff, he'll be like, he's like lifting four plates. I'm like, fuck, be real. Like where you get this energy from, bro? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't smoke and I'm fat. Like I don't even want to get up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> how's this dude just pounding away? Like, clack, clack, clack. Uh, yeah. So it was intimidating a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I, I was just like, you know, I was, I was, it was, it was, it was a super humbling moment, man, to be like, wow, this guy's like asking me about my music asking me about my tour you know what i mean like i just want to ask him mad questions you know what i'm saying so but um yeah like that definitely that that was how i uh you know cypress was the reason that i started doing music for sure okay so you accredit them for being a large part of absolutely and then and then like um as far as actually like going out and doing it um you know coming into school uh in high school couple of my friends were in in hardcore bands Mm. punk bands yeah and um so i was always the guy that was like freestyling after school and bullshit and um these guys were doing you know underage shows and stuff like that and then they would they would start letting me come up on stage and freestyle with the band um at their inner set so that's i guess that's really like what got me into it is being able to be on stage um 
and uh, just the energy of a crowd and, and the hardcore, you know, the, the, the hardcore punk rock side of things, mosh pits and stage diving and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's that's what got me wanting to do it, like wanting to pursue, like actually having a career and, and doing it. That's what it, that's what it was. So I would say I was probably in like, you know, ninth grade or 10th grade. And I was like, all right, that, this I want to be. I want to be an MC. That this is what I want. This to is do what I want to do. Yeah. Let me jump forward a little bit because I'm interested. When do you think was the moment when you that you this you figured out that this actually was working for you? Like, was the moment when you like was there a show when you're like, wow, like, yeah, this is what I'm doing? Yeah. So, um, you know, those those early like punk shows were what um, made me, you know, know that I wanted to do it. I didn't think it was uh, something that was like. I wasn't thinking about money, obviously, as a kid. You know, I was like, I want to be an MC, I want to be a rapper, but I wasn't thinking about careers or businesses or anything like that. Um, and then, um, what what I think did it is I was doing, I, I would do like uh, open mics and I would do little showcases in Philadelphia, but it was nothing. Um, it was nothing that was, again, it was nothing that I was thinking about a career with. Um, and then I opened up for Doodlebug of Diggable Planets. And, um, he, after, after my set, he came over and was like, you know, just, you know, very inspiring, giving me props and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then basically, um, he had a show or two coming up and invited me out to some of his shows. And, uh, Doodlebug would bring me up on stage and let me like, you know, do a 32 or whatever, acapella during his set. That's when I started to realize, like, well, you know, this is, you know, there's something I could do. I could, I could probably do something with this. These guys, you know, this guy's Grammys. You know, this guy's, like, kind of taking me under his wing a little bit. And then uh, a good friend of mine, um, Reef the Lost Cause and King Magnetic, were all kind of coming up in the same circuit, like, doing the same kind of open mics and, and little showcases in Philadelphia. And they got down with Army of the Pharaohs. And... Um, and basically invited me to go over and um, and do what? Well, first, uh, History of Violence Tour. Jedi Mind Tricks did the History of Violence Tour, and we did. Uh, we were opening up for that tour, wow. so that was the first time I left Pennsylvania. Yeah, doing anything. You know, yeah. we were just driving behind the bus and like getting our own hotels and like just grinding it out. And um, did the East Coast. Came over here to L.A. You know, did the the Henry Fonda theater was like sold out. So your out. first tour was a big tour. It was a big tour, yeah. Shit. It was a big tour, you know. Yeah. And then and then I realized like, wow, this is something. And then um we went over and uh and did two festivals in Europe with them. And um and Vinny, shout out to Vinny and shout out to Reef, because I was like not only was I a complete nobody, uh, with no music that had ever come out or anything like that, but these guys let me go out on stage by myself. And do a song before they came on in front of it was like thirty thousand people, mm -hmm. and um, I've been chasing the dragon since. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that that same high. The I'm first trying, time. Hey, I've been chasing the dragon since I came back. I came back from that trip, and I was like, "Yo, this is all I want." You know, like this is what I, want I need to. Life. I need to get to a point where I can quit my job, and I need to learn how to book shows, and I need to like, amen. You know, I, I didn't. I wasn't able to get an age or anything like that. I didn't even have music out. Yeah, you know, so. Went and put, did a mixtape and, um, you know, just started grinding like that. And, and, um, 
you know, this is that was, I guess, 2009. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going almost on 10 years now, you know, yeah. chasing that dragon. Right, 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 <laughs> trying to get there. But, but yeah, you know, I, I, what I did is I just, I, I knew nobody was going to do for me. Um, so I just started to like try to figure out how to book shows myself. Um, a, a huge, uh, influence was Danny Diablo, um, uh, from, from Scarhead and Crown of Thorns. I met him. Um, in New York on that, uh, history of violence tour. And then mm-hmm. in the LA stop, he was living in LA and he was in LA. Once we got out there, it was like three weeks later, he had been home and, um, he basically put my first record out, um, uh, which was like kind of a mixtape. Um, and then he started bringing me out on tour. Um, and we did Europe and we did the U S and we did Canada and stuff like that. And I really learned the ropes. Um, and kind of cut my teeth with him mm-hmm. and, and learned the game and like, you know, the, the level of like ha- going from a thousand people to, you know, going to the l- smaller clubs and like grinding it out and, and just, uh, you know, like I said, learning the ropes. Which so. I think is more important than people want to admit it is. And <clears throat> it's important to, like you said, like you went from like, a higher amount to a lesser amount of people and then that showed you that grind right that the yeah. people that put you on went through to get yeah. to that level and then i even went and then i even went back from that because i was obviously danny has 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 a following and, and he has he has fans that have been around for a decade mm-hmm. so then when i started doing my own you know you, you start even lower than that mm-hmm. you know built brick by brick so you go you know i was going from a thousand people at a show to a couple hundred people at a show to then doing ad-lib shows where there's 10 people and 15 people mm-hmm. and then and, you know building it up from there mm-hmm. so um I, I just been you know going non-stop you know kind of like with a, like a grateful dead mentality of like just keep stay on the road right right and just uh you know shake hands and kiss babies and and <laughs> hang out you know don't Sound sit boobs. backstage yeah, yeah no don't doubt. don't sit backstage like hang out with people as one of the main things that See, danny taught me is you know you more people need to think like that especially i mean obviously more artists need to think and remember why they're there and who put them there i think once they get to a certain level and dude and the level doesn't even need to be that high they'll get this idea of like no no no, no. I, my sets at my sets at 130 i'm gonna i'm gonna get there at, at 125 and right you know what i'm saying like you know and, and it's like like i'll watch like oh someone i give gratitude for is like immortal technique i've seen him live plenty of times and, and when i'm get the chance to be backstage now because i'm um, i'm doing this um he gets there early and he's there and i don't know if he's there for sound check but dude but he's early i've watched it's funny you mentioned tech like um I, i've watched tech hang out and say yo i'm gonna go over i'm gonna meet everybody after mm-hmm. the show and and not leave and have like security in the venues like kind of spazzing out like because he won't leave until he met everybody that mm-hmm. was at the show mm-hmm. um come out and sign merch in the yeah. middle of the show like not he doesn't interrupt his set but i'm saying like so artists will be blank and then you know that that time he'll go in there oh yeah let me sign this merch take these pictures and you know he goes back to where the artist but he shows love to his followers you have and to his, you have to i mean i you know i i don't I wouldn't say any names and stuff like that, but there's so many artists that call out names, son. Call out names. There's so many artists that that I, you know, it. It's almost like they hate their fans. So it's almost like they're they're not. They want to be able to pick the demographic that likes them, you know. And uh, and I've I've seen it so many times where you're like, you know, sitting backstage and these guys have hundreds of fans or a thousand fans out there, and they're like, they don't want to go out. They don't want to meet. They're making fun of them. 
you know, and they're making fun of the people. And, and I'm like, I'm and the like, funniest man, part like, is, is when it's yo, like it's a crew, it's, yeah. And it, one of the people feels that way, but the other don't. So it makes so like they'll uh, see, like you saying, I don't want to drop names, but like there's this legendary group who not that long ago gro- dropped an album and they came out and they, and they performed. And two of them were like, yeah, bro, like yeah, let's take. Pic-. But one of them just kind of like snuck out. Yeah. And you could say whatever you want, like you know, go, go take a shit or what. I get it, I understand, but. It was a continuous thing throughout the night. Like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's crowd time. Okay, I'm just going to sneak out. Yeah. I'm just going to sneak out. It's like, why? Why be that dude? These people are here obviously to support you. You can't give them an autograph. Yeah, if, they go away, if they go away, they stop. They stop. You go away, Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just appreciative of, of any, like, you know, I was saying like, last night or, or whenever we were in LA, I, you know, I was like, yo, man, like, I'm, I'm a high school dropout, mm-hmm. from, you know, from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm in Los Angeles, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or I'm in Seattle or wherever I'm at. Like, I'm damn sure going to make sure that I shake everybody's hand for coming out and, and rocking with me, you know what I mean? And when I get to the point that there's too many people to do it, I'm going to figure out a way mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody knows how appreciative yeah. I am, you know? As it should be. And I'm glad that you're learning that because you're saying you got about a 10-year career coming up soon. And in that time, you've been able to fit a lot of experiences that some artists might not be able to maturely like understand or like take from like oh yeah this is the way to do it this is the right way <clears throat> and i'm glad that you're thinking that way because that makes for an artist that first of all puts out a lot of product because they care right right so an artist that puts out a lot of material someone that knows the fans are expecting it and they want to make you know that kind of shit so it's always good to have an artist that's prolific and dropping stuff um, and then by the people that have actually like took you under the wing dude those are amazing all of all the all the jedi mind trick camp and yeah, all the yeah, affiliated yeah. acts are just incredibly super dope, super hardcore, super hip hop, and um, the years of experience and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but let's talk a little closer to home now. Let's talk about uh, Battle Axe. <laughs> Try it all. What you 
Diamond for a nice turn the mornings full of caffeine and Tylenol Never look back since my first 16 Immerse the scene and let them live through my first of the dream We did it for 10 years without a royalty check Got signed and protégés wanna come for my neck Zip it down for your spouse, y'all catch with a killer mouse Grew up seven exits from Naughty and Giller House Gain a following, fan by fans, hymns in the street Anyone willing to hear, I was giving them heat Since he star, everything to my flesh in the dirt This our year, right here, watch these gentlemen work Better do you, cause I'm gonna do me If you do two, then I'm gonna do three Everywhere that I'm seen, no, I keep it OG You can ask to run away, everybody know me I got that work, I'm putting in work You gon' get this work, I'ma give them that work We gon' make this work, I be giving that work Sit and watch me work, yeah, I got that work Work I want to know how that happened in, in that relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, um, small world. I, I did a deal with this, uh, independent label. It's not around anymore. It's called Red Phone Records. And, um, so when we did the, when we did the record, um, they were talking about having a feature. They gave me a budget to get a, a feature on the, on the record. And Mad Child's name, I didn't even really know. Um, like, I had heard of Swollen Members. I remembered Balance, you know. Um, and I remember the old, I remember the old uh, Breakbeat vinyl. A couple of, the, a couple of my homies um, had the vinyl. And um, rest in peace, my man Brooklyn Payne. But uh, at the time, I had been recording at his, in his tattoo shop. He had a studio. And I was talking to him, and he was like, yo, Mad Child, you and Mad Child would sound dope together. Like, you guys should do something. And um, so we reached out, and um, and at the time, um, he was with uh, Pink Dragon, was his um, was his assistant, was, like, handling all his stuff. And we sent him a video with uh, that I had done with Slain, and um, Slain and Reef the Lost Cause. And um, so she hit us back and, and she hit the label back and she was like, oh, he's not doing any collabs right now. And then um, so we're like, all right, whatever, you know. And then a couple days later, um, she hit us back and she was like, oh, they, they, he saw the video. He's he's 100% down. He, you know, obviously rocks with Slain super hard. So that had piqued his interest, you know, watching the video. Slain was in it. Um, yeah, you got the automatic. Oh, he's not doing it right now. And yeah, then, and then Matt was like, "Oh, slang, reef. Oh, okay. Well, let me peep this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust their ear. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So then, um, so so my thing was always, I've never done any, like, I've never like, never done any kind of business like that where I'm like doing a song with somebody that I never met, or and I've never even really like paid for a feature or anything like that. I've only ever worked with people that I know. You know, like on some, we're in the studio, we're vibing out. So I was like weary about the whole thing from the jump. And I was kind of like, it, it almost never happened because I was like, yo, let's take the money and let's put it into this. Like, fuck a feature. You know what I mean? This, that, and the third. That's merch money right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then I was like, yo, look, man, let's, let me get on the phone with him. So I, we hit him back up. I said, yo, if he's down to like talk and like, let me see if we get to know each other a little bit, let's do it. You know, I just don't want to do a song with and send a beat to somebody. And then send something back, and it's like there's, there's no nothing heart. organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing about it. I don't even know this guy, you know. And um, so, yeah. So Maddie, um, I got on the phone with him. We hit it off, you know. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking. He didn't tell me anything about Battleaxe at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we just talked about the record, blah blah blah. This, that, and the third. And um, I have an older son. I had a, I had a kid when I was in school still, and. Um, so I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, my son, my son was a, like, Saigon. 
and uh, they had that song with Saigon. So um, I was like, yeah, I was telling him, and, and uh, Mad said to me, he was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll call your kid on his birthday. So my son's birthday was like two weeks later. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm like, cool, yeah, yeah. So sure enough, man, two weeks later, this dude shoots me a text, and he's like, hey, man, do you want me to, you know, leave that message for your kid? So I was like, wow, this dude's like legit, yeah. you know? So then we became friends on the phone, you know, just like talking on the phone, whatever like that. He, he literally called my son, left him a birthday message. Um, and then I was heading, um, to Spain and, um, to do a bunch. I was doing, I was doing this little run in Spain and uh, I was on my way to the airport and Mad called me and was like, yo, man, have a great trip. When you get back, let's talk about Battle Axe Warriors. Um, and he kind of gave me, a very quick description of like what you know what the idea was so as soon as i got home i hit him up and it was pretty much a wrap since then you know um he told me he told me that what it was you know as a worldwide community of of like-minded people um i had i had currently at that time we had uh we had a crew in pennsylvania called freedom union which is very similar. It had nothing to really do with music, but it, it was based about like trying to build stuff in the community, mm-hmm. trying to do some charity work and, and, you know, just like-minded people, tattoo artists, a mixed martial artists, an MC, a producer, whatever, whatever kind of thing. Um, so we kind of, um, used like our code of conducts and all that kind of stuff and started to merge things. And, um, you know, Matt brought me out on tour twice and, has shown me love, man. He's just, you know, he's just a solid guy, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he popped up at the show in LA last, mm-hmm. you know, last night and he's just a solid guy, man. And, uh, his, his work ethic is crazy. Yeah. You know, like this guy, I was just, I was, I was telling the guys I'm on the road with, I just watched Matty book a tour, um, going from the West Coast to the East Coast to Canada. By the time he got to the East Coast, he had booked a tour from the East Coast to the West Coast to go back. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's like nonstop. So that's hustling. Uh, yeah, I man. Like so like, I just, I, I really respect, I really respect the way he um, works, the way he tours, especially because I feel like I'm a touring artist, mm-hmm. much more so than a studio artist. Mm-hmm. And the way he tours is just relentless and um, road warrior. Yeah, road warrior for yeah, sure. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's what it was. I I think the the movement is is. You know, I think it gets a little bit of heat, um, you know, on the internet, you know, but um, in in real life, I think it's a beautiful thing. Like when you meet the actual people that are that are that are members, you, when you meet the actual guys that are like organizing, they're having you know monthly meetings and they're doing toys for tots and they're doing food drives and they're doing coat drives and they're going and getting scarves and stuff for the homeless people and 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 this type of stuff like that's what i'm in it for i'm not really in it for like a music side of things you know to like try to like boost boost a career or anything like that um but as far as uh as far as like the charity side of things i love it uh there's another great artist in the ie his name is curtis king and Curtis King had the number four album in the country. It's independent artist. And what he gives it credit to is uh, before the album, about a year, he started doing um, 
kind of self-help videos for MCs and producers because he's done all that. And because of those, he's been able to work with like Kendrick and all these other people of that caliber just on the fact that he gives back, he says. He goes, dude, I just give and then the world, the audience, the, everybody gives back to me, which is why I'm an independent artist and have the number four album. It's because people trust me. They see that I'm a, I'm a, just a dude trying to help out, you know, and karma comes back and like, whoa, you hear's tenfold or here's whatever and that's a good way for artists to think about it and i think it goes hand in hand with back going back to the audience is you forget that you're very little compared to everything and any little effect that any positive effect that you can have in anybody's life is it could be life-changing for them right matt child coming out that was life-changing for you to him for him to say yeah i'll do the that that changed your trajectory who knows where you could have been i'm sure you would have been you anyways regardless but he gave you here's this trajectory this new path to walk down out absolutely and it's and he and if he would have just said no like he originally said because he has to right you can't just can't say yes to everybody you can't you know people will bug you forever so him saying okay i'll check it out and then giving back by hooking up with an unknown artist and you know that kind of stuff Look, look at him now because of that he has a success yeah. and the battle axe warriors are an actual thing now and you know we're out there doing good and we're doing all these other stuff absolutely it's a beautiful thing to it's, think that it's, way it's beautiful man like going you know like it, it, there's not uh it's rare that there's a show anywhere um that, that somebody's not showing up you know rocking that skull mm-hmm. and repping battle axe mm-hmm. warriors man it's yeah. it's like it's a beautiful thing man it's, it's just to me I, I've, I've been listening to them again so i was maybe 15 i was a kid bro and i I was the one dude in the high school that had that i bring this up a lot because i'm very proud of it i had a swollen members balance tape cassette tape and i remember showing my homies like yo fuck everything else that's on right now bro this is what you gotta listen to and then them coming out and be like nah whatever bro like you know we're not into that and then me like loaning them the tape and then them going coming back like whoa yeah first i mean Prevail. Well, well, as soon as, obviously, as soon as um, as soon as I got down, I went back and got the whole discography and and and, and which is an amazing. Disc- yeah. I mean, and then you talk about the side projects like Defenders of the Underworld and all the other mixtapes that they did as a label. Yeah, those alone are incredible. And then the swollen stuff, you start getting balance and bad dreams and bla- you're just like, Whoosh. yeah. The man. first thing that stood out to me, honestly, was was Matt Charles' balance p- lyrics are so original to anything else at that time like untouchable right, right. and then prevails flow and deep and energy Trev is the guy man but i don't know man i think the instrumentals were dude yeah. rob well rob is the best illest amazing I, I wouldn't dude. i wouldn't even consider like i mean it would be tough for me to even think about doing a record without rob yeah. at this point uh-huh. you know because like he's how the- many have, have would you say you've done like 90 percent well, so he did. He did uh, "Primitive Tomorrow." I, I flew out to Vancouver and and recorded with him yeah. and did the whole album with him. Um, the the EP we put out a vinyl together, me yeah. and Rob. Yeah. Um, and I flew out to Vancouver for that. And then uh, the record, the Highway record, which is um, he he produced two tracks on that. So that was my, that was my first time working with Rob was on the Highway. And then after he sent me those beats, that kind of shaped that album. And I knew, like, I was like, yo, next time I need to go to Vancouver and, like, record where the there. goods are coming from. Yeah, I need to record there and, like, sit there and just take the city in, take the, you know, the best weed is, is, in, <laughs> is in Vancouver. You know is it? Saying? 
Is it though? Hey, man. OC got a Cali, lot to say about that, bro. Yeah, you know what? I mean, <laughs> Cali is that Cali's that work, man, but... We got to uh, get that segment. We got to get an ad-lib segment where you have, like, you have OC Chronic and you got Vancouver and you just got to go out uh, and yeah, figure man. it out. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see it. There, yeah. There's a lot of greenery up there. The air's fresh. I get it. I'm Vancouver has that work. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, so the, the, the combination of them three together, to me, was something... Because they're all completely original and they're yeah. all completely dope, and they only seem to be getting better as they're dropping stuff, right? Um, and then Matt Child had those issues, and then that turns everybody like, oh, I don't know what's going on, and and then you know the label starts to kind of like just slowly dissipate. And as a hip hop head, I was really like, damn, this is gonna suck. I'm not gonna hear any more swollen. I'm not gonna hear no more like these battle yeah. action coming out. <clears throat> but luckily, Matt Child, being who Matt Child is, came back strong. And yeah. uh, and has been doing his thing now for a good, good amount about, of about the decade, five years, right? right? Just like I'm match out, I'm back, and this is what I'm dropping. And then the beautiful part is that it's not him trying to mimic balance, right? If anything, it's him trying to like, yo, that was this. This is the new match out. Yeah, and Prev has uh, Prev has Alpha Omega, yeah, um, which is super dope. Mm-hmm. But him and Neff, um. I, I was lucky. I did a, I did a tour with those guys in Canada. It was amazing. Their their stuff is awesome. And I know Swollen's not like they're gonna do stuff. You know, I, I think they have something in the works now. So oh, dope new album. Yeah. I don't. I, I something. I, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, some things dope. in the works. Yeah, and, and, it, and it just. I think they're coming up on their twentieth anniversary soon, right? Of just being a group. I think it's yeah, crazy, dude. Yeah, I think so. They got to do something special, though. Yeah. That would be dope, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still just a kid. Whenever I pop in, and then luckily they they redid. Uh, they they went back and they released something. Was it 1997? It's called, I think. It's a mixtape of like the older uh, the tracks that I had already heard. Oh, that just right, weren't, right, 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 right. That weren't on albums or that were you know you had to collect collection yeah, of sides and yep. Any of that was super dope, you know. Match out on like it just it, some. So I'm still very much a kid. Whenever I hear anything about Match Out, Swole and Prevail, I'm like, what, what, what was that? What was that? What yeah. was that? going on over there? And uh, and Prevail, someone who's taken um, the credibility he's gotten in Canada and done like show. I see him like on cooking shows, like he's on morning. Yeah, man. He's TV like show. A, I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's he's looking to be the mayor of uh, Vancouver. Soon. Is he really? I, I think legit. Like I've I've heard him talk about it in interviews and and. You know, I, I, you know, he brought it up a couple times when we we're on the road. Like that, that's what he's, you know, he's aiming to do some, some, huh. some politics. Yeah, dude, that would, that would, that would elevate hip hop. I think he would win. Like- I think he would win instantly, <laughs> and uh, and he would probably be the best one for the job. Man, he's he's is so smart. Yeah, and he's such a good person. Yeah. Um, if you if you ever meet somebody that has something bad to say about Prevail, then yeah, then you have to question that what the fuck they're asshole. up to. Yeah, yeah, you have to because <laughs> that guy's just. I've met Prevail. Uh, I've met Prevail once. Right, super cool dude. Smaller than I expected. Because I've seen. I mean, obviously, you're growing up as a kid. You know, you picture him, but then I've seen like video pictures of you him. You see him next to you like, see him next to Matt, and he looks like he's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably. <laughs> But none, none of the swollen crew is uh, uh, considerably tall, though. You know what I'm saying? Like none of them are like, you know. Uh, but yeah, Prevail's like he was. I seen like pictures of him. He's like huge and he's like ripped. But then I met him and I'm like, hmm, not that tall, bro. All right, okay. So true. Yeah, I'm just saying. It kind of. Yeah, no, it's so true. It, and this is the thing that I've noticed from meeting these people, like Be Real, and they said like uh, Sick Jackin, who's like 
six five and she's like a huge dude you're like holy shit man how'd you you know you're and, and you never yeah yeah and yeah. be reals are like a huge monster just walking yeah, around you know bugs, what I mean? yeah the big guys yeah it uh but yeah so getting to know them on those levels to me was super humbling just as a it just took me back yeah it just took me back and then prevail shaking your hand and coming up to you like bro thank you for and showing Prev's another one that's like he's in the crowd he's at the merch table mm-hmm. he's carrying boxes mm-hmm. you know like he's not and he's gonna be the mayor one day, bro. Yeah, and he's, and he's not, already he's carrying not, boxes. And yeah, shit. and he's not on his—he's not on his rock star thing, man. He's yeah. like, you know, like he knows, like when he gets to stage, he's on his rock star shit. But as soon as he's off the stage, man, he's back to being, you know, yeah, um, just a, just a, a humble, appreciative artist. real dude. Yeah, and and I'll say this real quick. Uh, the one thing about me realizing that he was a real dude was he went on stage. And he was performing a song that I know word by word, and he forgot his own lyrics. And it wasn't a big hiccup. He's prevailed. He, he recovered. But I'm wording them out, the words, and I'm like, oh, that's not the right word. And I could tell Prevail was like, yeah, okay. So to me, it just like brought back to reality, like, oh, yeah, this is a dude. It's yeah. just some dude who loves to rap, yeah. who you follow, and you know his lyrics better than he knows it. Plus, also, there's a 20 year old song, you yeah, know, and yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, repeating yeah. it like you are, and, you know, all this other stuff. But that to me was real humbling, like a real thing, like, oh, okay, your superheroes are, are, are men, you know, like you who had a passion, and that kind of makes you feel better about something you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, if you go yeah. see a kanye show like yeah it's cool but half of it is fireworks and bullshit and da, 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 you know right, and right, right. he relies heavily on the samples and then when you see a prevail or like she's like a lyricist show brah, 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 yeah, being yeah, dropped yeah. that's something special right? doing freestyle for five minutes and naming a piece, things man. naming things ah you know naming calling out this guy has his shirt on this guy has his hat on and, yeah yeah he's amazing prevail is that is that freestyle dude though Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know Matchall not night. not too much. Matchall relies a lot on riddance, at least when it comes to performing and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Prev is Prev is that freestyle guy, mm. man. He's he's one of the illest. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He's he's crazy with it. Though the reason that I, that I that I wanted to talk about them um, because you did the battle axe thing, but having somebody as experienced as Matchall kind of accepting you at such an early stage in your career, right? Do you think, um, how is that? How are you viewing that now? Well, he he shaped um, all those guys that I mentioned. Um, you know, Mad Child, Danny Diablo, Sling, um, you know, Paz. Um, they all kind of helped shape, um, especially the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Not maybe necessarily. Um, not maybe necessarily like content wise, mm-hmm. but the way I view the business, the way oh, like you approach, things. yeah, the approach, the uh, behind the scenes stuff, the way of uh, you know little tricks and little things to to like help the situation better and 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 to have a better turnout or to have a better impact or to have a better show and like. That kind of stuff, um, and Matt, especially out of everybody that I mentioned, him and Danny, I would say, um, are guys that, um, you know, Matt has no problem giving, telling you if something's whack. Mm. There's a lot of people that won't do that. You need that, and you need that, mm. you know. And um, 
things about my delivery and, and and like I said, not necessarily content, but things about delivery, little tricks about um, having better impact in songwriting and, you know, structure and stuff like that. Matt has really helped me with, um, you know, Danny has helped more with, you know, just the way to, the way to maneuver through tour and the way to, um, approach things and, 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 and to, and to approach the team and to make sure that, you know, everything is on point and, and, you know, everything from packing the van to, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but mad, um, yeah, like the approach and, 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 um, you know, even cadences and stuff like that and saying, yo, man, like, slow it down here, you know, or maybe, hey, do it, do, you know, blah, 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 blah. And um, so I think that that's probably what Matt has helped me with the most. Um, and then besides, like, little tricks that are in, like, you know, contracts and stuff like that, you know, to yeah. make sure that you're not, you know, getting mm-hmm. played. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of that kind of stuff people hold to their chest, you know, and they don't want to uh, they don't want to give that kind of knowledge to other people, especially up and coming people. Nobody wants the next guy to make money, you know, you know usually. Mm-hmm. And Matt isn't like that. Mm-hmm. Like he wants the guys on his team to be killing it because, it, you know, he understands that that makes it, you know. And we all kill it. Yeah, that we're yeah. all, yeah. So um, I think the that's probably the most, um, you know, as far as, as far as that, like just creative criticism, you know, and, and being told, yo, live like, Chill out, maybe don't be so loud right there. You know what I mean? Because I tend to get loud. Ah, da, da, you know what I mean? Because chill e- out. Even you know, creative so. criticism could be interpreted wrong, or it could be have bad intentions behind it. It doesn't matter. It's really like the reason behind the criticism, really, like the intention of yes. why they're criticizing you. Yeah. That's going to really make you pay attention to it or not. And and as it should be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to trust whatever you're delivering is dope. But if there's someone there that can polish it because they've been there. Why not listen? Yeah. But that's an issue with a lot of upcoming artists also, like you're saying. They don't they don't want if they're up a little bit, they don't want to really reach out because they don't feel confident that they're at where they want to be or they want to be the leader of the crew, so they want yeah. everybody to kind of fall. You get the fifty cent G unit thing going, you know, like, oh no, I'm hero. You you guys are this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but match out is definitely not that dude. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, man. He's 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 done nothing but like try to help me and um you know, like Hey, he never had to bring me on tour. He never had to do anything. You know, none of that stuff. Like, you know, he does collabs with all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, the fact that, you know, just from, from doing a simple collab to being, you know, to having, you know, him mm-hmm. want me to be one of the faces of Battle Axe or yeah. bringing me on the road and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't take it lightly. You know, I like, I, I, I recognize that, like, you know, he saw something in me and, and, and helped me. You know, um, and, um, so everything that he says, um, I, I listen and I take it in and I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I try to figure out how to, uh, apply it into, into mm-hmm. my career, you yeah. know? Hey, okay. So talk to me about the new project. I want to know how that happened and what you got going on and then the tour and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Primitive Tomorrow, um, I, I did this record different than any, anything I did before. Um, I have been, I, I was coming out here. I met with Kevin Zinger um, prior, like uh, maybe two tours ago. And um, and Kevin asked me, you know, like, you know, what was going on? Like, who was putting my record out? And da 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 da. And 
we had thrown around the idea of doing something um with battle axe and and with kevin and um so i wanted i i, I went home and I was thinking, man, I, I need to make the best record of my life. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do it with these guys, like, especially Kevin is like, you know, SRH and, and Suburban Noise. Like, this is like the guy, you know? Um, so what I did is, uh, I went and I just, I recorded just a ton of songs, just, just mad demos. Um, uh, I had beats from, you know, Level 13, Ali Arms, um, Sharky, B3 the Shark, Nemesis. Um, and I just recorded hella songs and then um i picked um nine that i felt were um out of like maybe 30 songs i picked nine that um that i was really i really loved you know and that i felt made a good project um and then what i did is i flew out to um i flew out to vancouver i got with rob and brought those demos with me and all those producers were cool with Rob basically going in and adding, adding textures to the beats, mm. um, taking things out, adding things, doing whatever he wanted to do. So basically what we, Rob and I did is we took those nine songs, uh, those nine demos. Um, we, we made another, you know, three songs, uh, while we were out there. And, uh, and basically he added, um, he added, different things to to all those tracks whether it was bringing in a live bassist or a guitarist or him playing synth or breaking out the mini moog or whatever it was um so we had multiple producers on every track mm -hmm. um some of the some of the songs have three producers on them mm -hmm. and um so that you know my main goal with this record was to be like if this is the last album i ever make you know, if this is the only record that I ever have, mm. I want this to be my message. You know, so 50 years down the line, I want this record to be the one that my grandkids listen to. And this is who grandpa was, you mm -hmm. know. And um, so that was like really the focus, the whole record. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, can, my well, message you, was out there. On, can you can you picture our grandkids though? Like, are they like, oh, yeah, that's grandpa hitting that bomb, bro. Like, he's like ripping <laughs> the bomb. Like, yeah, that's grandpa fucking lines off the fucking glass table. Like, yeah, that was grandpa. He was just a mad one. Like, that's going to be our grandkids. Like, uh, our, you know, our grandparents were like, oh, yeah, they travel six miles on feet to get to school. Yeah. Our kids are going to be like, oh, he was all sleeved and tatted and fucking, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, wow, yeah. can you? Well, it's, uh, you know, and, and, <laughs> So I, 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 this record, I think, is a lot, a lot less of, uh, of, of, the, of that. What, what that was my, you know, the older records. I think, I think this record's a little more mature. Uh, you're, this is the mature ad lib. Right? Yeah, okay. a little, well, a little more mature, but still party. Smoking still, yeah, the still, wooden pipe. Yeah, with the, now okay, we're smoking okay. the wooden pipe. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> still the glass. Now we're, wood. now we're smoking the, the nice glass. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I wanted, I just wanted this album to be how old records used to be like where you hit play and you just let it play mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh i want to listen to track five and oh number seven is fucking really slapping and mm -hmm. i didn't want it to be like that i wanted it to be i didn't care about trying to make a single i didn't want to try to like make like a video song or whatever like that oh, okay. i just wanted this to be you know like i'm i'm like super heavy into like old 60s psychedelic music and I'm into all kinds of music. So I, I just wanted to have a good representation of that. Um and 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 let Rob do his thing sonically. Um I wanted the album to sound, you know, just 
next level. I, I wanted it to just play and, and, um, and be different, be experimental and, and have, have, you know, I just not fit the regular mold, you right. know? So that's really w- what you think you know. you've accomplished that. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel this is the best music that I've ever been part of. So this is the best that Adlib has to offer oh, at this point. 110%, um, yeah. on every level, sonically, um, lyrically, content wise, um, even down to the artwork, you know, every, every approach, um, I believe is the best, um, mm. the best that I've ever been part mm-hmm. of. Um, I spent the most time on it. We sat on the record. The record was done a year before we put it out, you know, mastered, yeah. you know, finished and mastered and done. Um, and we sat on it and just made sure that like, I, you know, did the videos first and, and yeah, I just wanted to make sure everything was right this time. I'm, I'm a guy that's always, I've always rushed things, you know, it was the first time I didn't. So that comes with the inexperience, I feel too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was the same way when I when I first started doing the show. I was rushing the interviews out and not giving them any time to breathe or prep or and then you know the, you know it, it you cannot but help suffer your because you're just like instead of letting it simmer and be like maybe I can go back and fix this or maybe this this will sound better here or whatever. Yeah. And it just comes with the experience of, of yeah. And I'm I'm super proud of my last you know the the, the last records that I put out you mm-hmm. know Teenagers from Mars I love it the Highway I love it um, even even the Bad News um, that I did with Universal I love I love all of those records but um, yeah Primitive Tomorrow I just feel it's 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 uh, you know just kind of what I want to be known for you mm-hmm. know what i mean i want to be known for that record and um i i just uh i'm super proud of it let me let me ask you this because I, i'm wondering it and i i don't know what it what your involvement was or, or where you stand um but you get do getting the love that you're getting now and all that stuff it also has to come with some negativity around it unfortunately just because yeah. human nature is why don't i have what he has or why does he get to do this or blank right <clears throat> how have you been able to kind of keep that at bay or have you been able to keep it at bay and keep it out of your records or have you added it to That's your good records? question. Well, um, cause I truly don't give a fuck, you know, like I, I truly like, this is why I look at it. Like, like I said, I'm a high school dropout. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have, I, 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 I love have, that. Like, bro, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm just being real. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a high school dropout. I was a, I was a runaway as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been homeless, like legit homeless, not like, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, I have a nice place that I live in. Mm-hmm. I have a beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. I have two kids. Mm-hmm. I have two cars. You know, I have, um, and nothing flashy or anything like that, but I've been able to, I've been able to build these things, you know, like, my wife has the furniture and stuff that she wants. We've been able to build these things. My wife is also independent. Um, so she doesn't have like guaranteed money at the end of the week. She, she has a, a family business, a little store and, and, um, so we're both independent. And the way I look at it is like, I'm so blessed to, to be able to do what I love. I've been to Europe five times. I've been to Canada like 20 times. I've been to every state in the United States. And I'm coming from being a runaway. So no hate. No, nobody can tell me shit. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, nothing you're going to tell me yeah, that's going to... Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, you could... Stu's could say I'm whack. You could say that this, that, and the third. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. I, I'm going to head back on tour. 
Yeah. You got five minutes, so. Cool. I'm going to go you? home to my family. And my, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm chilling. Like, there's people that don't think that. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way I look at it. It's like, yo, for every for every person that thinks I'm whack, there's somebody who does it, who, who appreciates or, or guys who are coming up to me and right. telling me, yo, man, ha- have your name tattooed on me. You know, I have my your lyrics tattooed on me. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, and the other thing is I was telling the guys last night, man, usually the people that are hating on you are artists themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. and like so you have to question that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to you have to take that with a grain of salt because it's like, come on, man. You know, people everybody uh everybody's running the same race, I guess, right? So people try to trip you up. Whenever, which whenever. is which is which is another question I have because you know, Match are going through his issues with recent artists, right? How did you did was that ever an involvement in your part? Did you ever you know what I'm saying? I'm sure he didn't go like, hey, yo, I need you guys to roll with me on this or whatever. But uh, he oh, did have, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it, with, the, with the snack? Shit. Yeah, with the snack because he did have like Demrick in the back and he had like, so it was like dudes well, yeah, that were like, obvious, like, fuck you. Like, yeah, you yeah, he was, get they it. were, they, yeah, they were, you know, here's the thing with that, that whole situation. Um, number one, the reason I didn't, I didn't do any of the interviews and anything like that is because those SDK guys have always shown me love when I'm in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that said, Matt Child is my, my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I looked at it like an MC battle. Yeah. I didn't look at it like anything past that. Any Anybody like... Like, here's the thing, man. Them guys live in... Well, they, at the time, um, they're from the same city, man. Like... To think that these guys are going to bump into each other here or there is, like, stupid for anybody to think. You know? So, like, it's a rap battle. It's not some, like, it's not, like, I think we all know, like, the difference between some street shit mm-hmm. and some rap battle. Right. And, like, kids on the internet take it, like, they jump off the bridge with stuff like that. And, like, ah, oh, you know, fuck this guy and fuck that guy. But, like, it's a rap battle, man. Um, <laughs> and and I think that Mad... I think that Mad was, you know, the only disadvantage that he had was that he was on tour. You know, we we had just did Canada. Um, I think we did thirty five or thirty six shows in Canada, and then Demrick, him, and Pimpton went straight with only a two day break into America mm-hmm. and had another like thirty some shows. So like, dude's been on the road for two and a half months. Um, and these songs come out or whatever like that. I think he, I think he did a great job of doing what he could, like finding a studio. Yeah, the dude had to go find a studio in Montana. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not wildly hip hop town, sure. You, you know get what it. I'm saying? So like, <laughs> you know, like anybody who's been on the road for for uh, any amount of time, past a week or two weeks, you're not thinking about writing songs or like writing like you know what I'm saying battles. Um, why you're doing a 10 hour drive every day and it's gotta be tough yeah. yeah so i think maddie did great man and and he did what he was supposed to do um you know i did think it was lame that the guys put out three four songs you know like i think it could have i think it could have been a classic kind of uh you know especially for like canadian hip-hop i think it could have been pretty classic if they all would have just you know snack would have dropped his maddie would have dropped his and everybody could have kind of just picked Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It kind of, kind of kept, yeah, yeah. kind of kept going. It was, just, you know what I mean? I think it was a little bit long winded, but 
you know, well, I I seen Snack. You know what I'm saying? He showed me. You know what I mean? He very respectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not gonna speak bad about anybody on a personal level. I don't really know those guys. Mm-hmm. I know that Mercules has come to my shows, you know, and just shown love. Mm-hmm. So you know, as far as that went, I just looked at it like a battle, like any other battle. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it, it is kind of like um. The, 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 this remind me of a situation. I don't know if it's if exactly that, but I remember I had a friend one time who who got in a fight with this dude, and this dude like beat his ass, right? And then and, you know, but he he didn't kill him or nothing. He just whipped his ass, and then they you know they they walked away, or whatever. And then he got mad at me, and he's like, "Why didn't you Why didn't you back me up, bro? Why didn't you back me?" I'm like, "Dog, it was a one on one, and you got you got your ass whipped, bro. Had the other dude jump in. Now it's a different story, but right. dude, like this is this is was you, homie, and he he was, he was upset because he got his ass whipped. Yeah. But you know, I I thought I thought it at the time, even at 15, 16, I was like. Well, this is one on one, dog. Like, I'm not. A fair one's a fair a one. A fair one's a fair one. <laughs> you got your ass kicked. That's what it is. Fair one's a fair and one. And Matt Chow's not going to need you know, any help lyrically, right? But yeah. it was just I mean, interesting and, and, and to and me I to think, see. I, I will say this, and, and it's not a shot at, at Snack or anything, but I do find it, it, it was interesting that they have the king of the king of the dot is a huge battle league in Canada. Um, and I do find it very interesting that right from the jump, Mad was like, "Yo, let's do it right." Let's, and and we don't. I don't need to make a dollar. Do it all for charity, mm-hmm. and uh, and nobody wanted to do that. <laughs> so I I do find that I do find that very, I, you know. And I said that from the very beginning. It's important to point that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a very important <laughs> thing. Like you know, making videos about somebody and, yeah. and and doing songs and like sitting at your house and doing mm-hmm. planning it out. That's one thing. But you want to talk about you're the, you're the, you're the better MC. All right, well, you know, you you want to start a battle? Let's let's battle. Let's do it in front of people. Let's let's do it. Uh, let let people judge. And that's really the only way that you're ever going to contest that you're better, you know, quote, than match out because you can't fuck with the catalog. You're not going to mess with that. Right. You can't fuck with the legacy in Canada. You're not going to fuck with that. The only real way to say, oh yeah, I'm a better rap, is if you out rap him. And at this point, you haven't done that. So right. all this back and forth, back and forth, you know. It's unnecessary. In exactly. It. I mean, look, look Maddie. Maddie's, uh, I, I think, you know, the guy tours in America, lives in LA now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, I, I don't think that he was ever really worried about the situation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and you know, that's better asked. He, he's better asked that. But, um, from, from, I mean, he, I think he, he, re, he replied because I think he did it for Canada. Mm. You know, I think he was like, yo, like, you know, like my Canadian fans deserve me to to say something back. Yeah. And he put himself at it. And, and I think because of his fans and because of his love for uh, his country and for his fans, he put himself at a disadvantage going into a studio that like, you know, and like not having beats and like, you know what I'm saying? Like needing to like kind of shuffle around when the other guy was being able to be well prepared. Mm-hmm. And put out well prepared music, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, you know. Again, it's not a shot at Snag, but I don't think for a minute that those songs were just like he was just making them one day and then putting them out the next day. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I'm yeah. in the game, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know the game. Like, only a handful of people could do that. And yeah, still I mean, the videos were edited pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, yo, you could change a line or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could change a line or two, whatever, like that. But 
And, you know, I think that they, I think that they were, you know, and it's almost, you guys almost got to take your hat off to them because it was very well calculated. Yeah. And I, I think that they did what they, you know, hats off to them. You know, they did what they were, they, they did what they were out to do, mm-hmm. you know, and that was to help build Snack's name. Um, and, and, hey, you know, I told, I told Matt at the time too, like, there's a guy from Vancouver, man, who came up listening to you, came up under you. He wants his his spot now. You know what I mean. Now this guy's out for. You know what I mean. Like Maddie moved to but LA. Th- there's and- ways. There's ways of. Oh sure. Being that without going through that, and I'll and I'll just put an example. Other Canadian artists who have been doing it for a long time, who don't necessarily need to go at the king. They don't need to go at right. The, to but everybody the, wants that belt, though, right? Yeah, but you need like your copyrights and like these dudes who are just so dope by themselves. They don't need to be like, hey, yo, fuck you, fuck you. Someone come battle me. Like they don't need that. Right, right, you know right, right, right. No, I agree. I agree, but so you know, when, at the same time, I, th- I think that I think that with that particular situation, I think that dude was torn, and, and he, he just looked at it like, "Look, man, like I'm the guy in Vancouver now. Mm. Mad lives in LA." Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay, okay, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like this is my yeah. this is my city now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I think he just wanted to try to put that in stone. But yeah, so the reason I brought it up was not to like pin you into a corner or nothing but it was to like want to know how would how did you vi- visualize the situation and also and maybe at that because you were starting because this was already like two three years ago yeah, yeah so you were you the the battle axe involvement must have been still fresh yeah maybe you didn't want to be like yeah i'm gonna jump up and blah blah blank no i mean listen if, if mad would have told me yo look man like we're, we're set Hit up this up. battle and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah Hey, listen, I, I'm not I'm not worried about my um you know, I'm not worried about my side of things like mm-hmm. you know, I would have I would have did whatever whatever was the case. But mm-hmm. I told Matt, I said, yo, those guys have always shown me love. I don't have no problem with any of them. Matt never asked me to get involved. I so sure. I just I just fell back and and I told everybody, yo, let's just enjoy the fireworks. Because mm. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like yo, like I ain't go front. Like they were yeah, fun. I, yeah, I man, I, yeah, I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I if I didn't say that I didn't like as a hip hop fan be able to step away from being like yo, that's my boy, mm-hmm. and just listen yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, they were getting at each other. Oh, they were. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like can't nobody front on snack? Like, hey, people are, people act saying, like bro, snack like, can't oh, rap. Like it's some uh, bullshit. You know what I mean? The dude could rap his balls off. He, he's he's dope. Mm-hmm. Matt is super dope. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's watch these guys battle, man. You know what I mean? Let's enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, you, you, you're getting along pretty good with everyone at Battle X. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't have any, any, any qualms, any issues, man. Are we signed with them or are we just working with them project to project? Like, what's the official status? Uh, well, I signed with Faction Music. Yeah. Um, which is, um, Kevin Zinger and, um, you know, Kevin Zinger is uh, uh, part uh, owner of Battle Axe Records with Mad Child. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were originally going to do the record just straight through Battle Axe, um, but Faction um, is 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 a new new um, you know company out here in LA, and the team there's a, a bigger team. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, we did put it out uh, officially like under Battle Axe Records. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but we're, we're using the faction team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to get more, um, you know, more bigger team. Yeah. No you doubt. Know, you know, so. No, Cause even Matt Child, I think was signed to faction. Correct. For a while. Right. Cor- and well, maybe prevail. 
Uh, uh, maybe swollen as a group, I think, was suburban for a little well, bit, yeah, right? Suburban noise. Um, so Kevin Zinger, um, Kevin Zinger owns Suburban Noise, mm-hmm. SRH, Battleaxe, mm-hmm. Faction. You know, he's 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 a partner in all these um, companies, and um, Kevin Zinger is someone who, even before I even knew what Battleaxe anything was, I knew who Kevin Zinger was. I knew about Suburban Noise. Obviously, I knew about the Cottonmouth Kings and. Um, you know, Potluck mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Johnny, uh, Johnny Richter and all these guys. I knew about all these guys, um, Big B. Um, so just, just being, being able to get on Kevin's radar was a big deal for me. Yeah. You absolutely. know, especially being a kid from the East Coast. Um, you know, and having some a company like Stoners wreaking havoc getting behind you. I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that I mean that's that's officially where it's at right now. We'll see we'll see what the future holds. You know, I I still have um I still have my hands in in Sensi Star, which is an independent label in Philadelphia. Um, I put my last two records out with with those guys. Um, they're some of my very best friends. So we have our own our own um, brand, and I also have my own brand, uh, Rebel Hippies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm just working. I'm just kind of keeping my hands in everything and. You know, trying to juggle and, uh, and and make sure I make everybody proud. Where can we find the album? Where can we check it out? Um, BattleXWarriors.com. Mm-hmm. You go to BattleXWarriors.com for the physicals. For digital, it's available everywhere. Um, but, yeah, you can get the bundles and stuff on BattleXWarriors.com. Dope, dope, On dope. the official site, yeah. Now, I want the people to get to know you a little better. So, there, I got a couple segments. We'll knock out real quick so they get to know who you really are. Who uh, I really, dig, you know what I'm saying, mentally and spiritually, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, because I like to dig deep. Uh, give me your top five musical influences. Now, they top don't have five. to be all hip-hop, or they can be all oh, hip-hop. Yeah, in a particular order, in a, in a non-particular, just your top five. Uh, my top five. My top five would be Sex Pistols, mm. Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, mm. oh, Bob Marley. Give me one more. I need one more. I have to go with Cypress Hill. Nice. Okay. I like that top five. Strong. It's it's varied, and I could see the different influences. I, I like that. Yeah. That's what's up. Give Johnny me your Cash is an honorable mention there too. Who? Johnny Cash. Oh, nice. Yeah, Johnny Cash, an honorable mention for sure. Okay. All right. Give me your bottom five. I need your dirt. Just trash five. Just just hate. You don't understand. You don't get. Yeah. Just you just bands or, or MCs or you just like ugh. What, okay. what is this? I need I need your bottom five. If I don't like it, I don't even listen to it. Um, you would think that's the way things work in life. It's not. Like I, I can say I don't know blind little whatever, but I have to fucking hear that shit yachty, everywhere. Little Uzi, little Yachty. I don't know if I know anyone or like anyone that has little in their name. I can't uh, think of a little that I fuck with. Five that I can't little hate or little that I don't like. Oh, what do I do? What's the guys that sound like fucking Pearl Jam? What are they, Nickelback? <laughs> I can't stand that. That shit sucks. Nickelback with, with arms. What is that? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, fuck those guys. 
Um, <laughs> let me see. Wow. All right. They're gonna set a diss track out for for you. Um, mm, that's good. That's a great question. I'm trying to think of who I this. Uh, Nickelback for sure. <laughs> Nickelback. You know twice. who I don't like? I never liked. Uh, I never liked uh, Lincoln Park. I never liked Lincoln Park. Everybody likes them. I never like. I never saw what everybody liked in them. None of their shit. I don't think so. Not, okay. I, don't, I don't know because yeah. I never heard of records, but so I'm not. I'm not really. I'm yeah. not really a good judge because maybe their albums are amazing. I don't know, but I never understood. They're what- good if you're 16 year old. That's it. <laughs> if you're like going through like 16 year old bullshit, they're good. Yeah, to listen to. yeah. I never. Um, I never understood kind of those guys. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the hip hop artists that are like, I just don't get it. I mean, I, I guess like that little Yachty. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't really, but you know, but I'm not going to lie though. We're we're just like trying to fuck around and like laugh and watching some of his videos. And like, and your head was bouncing a little and bit. And I was like, yo, I get it a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I get it a little bit. I mean, Collabo it's not, coming up. No, bro. it's not, it's not it. my twist. It's not my twist, but the, the guy's definitely funny. I don't know if he even He's takes himself funny. seriously. Yeah, I don't think he even takes himself seriously. Here, uh, I'll tell you somebody that I hate that I tell people and they tell me the same answer. And what I tell them is, well, is he a fucking comedian or is he an MC? I hate Tyler the Creator, bro. I can't stand Tyler the Creator. I just think he's like. You didn't like the Yonkers joint? I think. No. I, I just think he's. Ugh, I can't stand that kind of <laughs> shit. It just bugs me, bro. Like, ugh, this motherfucker. I don't want to hear satanic shit. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. with this vibe that this. I well, you you want to share mean, a, a room with Tyler the Creator? You want to, like. No. Live, you know no, what I'm saying? I you surely don't, don't. Exactly. You I don't surely wanna, don't. Um, <laughs> I want that bumping through my, you know, like, conscience you know and system. I, I, I never got his. Uh, it's <laughs> another little. Yeah, one of them low. You just put the littles in the in I'm the saying, in one thing. Uh, and uh, Uzi, little panda. I don't yeah, know. Is I, there a yeah. I never understood none of that, man. None of that mumble <laughs> rap shit is is my twist, man. Like any of them guys, that just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, who else? If you got one more, give it to me. If not, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I want to have five. I'm trying. I'm like trying to think of who I really. <laughs> Nickelback, like. little Uzi, and <laughs> all little, the littles, and the littles. And, uh, so give me one more. Give me one more. You know who else I never liked? I never liked um, Fred Durst. And and what was his what was his band? Come on, don't lie now. Yeah, no. Never, Come on now. You never, were bumpy. You were never, bumpy. The never, Limp Bizkit. never cookie. Nope. Limp Bizkit. There they are. <laughs> uh, who I do love is DJ Lethal. Oh, okay. I love DJ Lethal, who was part of that group, but uh, yeah, I never understood that either. Yeah. I never, I was Lethal never really into that. So what? You know what? So was the basses. The basses was dope, bro. But the one with the face that, that painted one? his face. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on the front. I remember, dude. I just recently heard that Method Man track he did. Yeah, remember that? No, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, oh, Fred. Meth. What are you? What's what's happening Come here, on, bro? Meth. But I, I, I did love that everybody was like fucking, fucking with them, and then they dissed the wrong person that like, it just. Yeah, after M, it just no, I never liked Ja Rule either. You know, mm. like I never liked. Uh, not, I, I, I never liked. Um, I never liked Ja Rule either. Never was. Uh, I was never a fan. Never understood what people. I, I thought he was like a fake DMX. <laughs> I never understood what people was. Like, Everybody yeah, came out saying that. Like, well, what is it? And then he started doing all these love songs with Ashanti and J Lo. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. So no, no, no Ja Rule for you. No, no Ja Rule for okay. me, no. All right, I'm with that. I'm with that. Uh, good. See, you get to know your mentality and what's standing. He's probably a cool-ass dude, though. I actually, I hosted a, a Ja Rule show mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania years ago, 
And uh, he was cool as shit, but. How was Ja Rule received in Pennsylvania? It was packed. It I mean, was. The guy got, you know what, though? It was crazy. It's because I, I was like having this almost conversation. Like I was like back, you know, backstage talking shit almost. And uh, and then he's on. And I'm like, damn, that's a hit. Damn, that's a hit. Damn. Like this guy has performed for like two hours. I'm like, damn, I know every one of these songs. I was starting to wonder, like, am, do I dislike him? Because I know every fucking word of all these songs. So maybe I'm a fucking fan. I don't know. You never, you're, you're, <laughs> hey, it could happen. Uh, see that's what I'm saying like you don't like something doesn't mean you don't get to hear it bro I get to hear shit all yeah. especially doing this bro I get sent shit and God bless you please keep sending out it's fucking awesome but you, you gotta get an idea it's been four years you gotta know what I like and what I'm gonna say yes to like you right. can't be sent dude one time I bullshit you not I got sent a video of these dudes rapping but they're doing meth while they're doing like they're they're like <laughs> They're rotating the, and they're like blowing it into the camera. Like I'm thinking, poor camera guy, just fucking meth in his face, and like, and I'm like, yes, okay, yeah, I'm gonna put you on, bro. Hey, yeah, hey, these guys, these meth brothers. I'm not gonna, you the know, what I'm meth saying? brothers. <laughs> Amazing. It just, I don't know, it's just funny. Uh, okay, cool. Come on, who's asking me where I was going? Where I'm going? Where I'm going? This guy talking about. Taste 
like some apricot But I'm rolling up, this ain't your daddy pie I give you ups like LeBron off the strings I got This that Dr. Spy, we on that Captain Kirk My bong rips the starships, I had you leaving Earth Let's go with the final segment, and this is the signature of the show. This is the reason why you're here. It's something I like to call 12 rounds. So the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions. It's a boxing match. I'm going to ask you 12 questions. If you answer all 12 questions, honestly, you're the champion. You walk away with the wake to flock a belt. Not a real belt. It's a fake belt. Uh, if you cannot answer the questions, or you will not answer the question, you will be knocked out. Okay. I'm the champion, and I get that ring that you're wearing. Oh, never that, but no. Uh, I get a, I get a, <laughs> I get a signed copy of, of, of your shit. Absolutely Boom. beautiful. Okay, are you willing to play twelve rounds? Absolutely. Okay. Round number one. Is that the first question. No. <laughs> Remember, we're, we're boxing. You know, so we're walking up. We're touching gloves right now. Right. Round number one. What is your favorite part about your craft? My favorite, uh, performing live. Round number two. What is your least favorite part about your craft? Um. Dealing with egos. Mm. Round number three. If you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Jimi Hendrix. You would kill out, collaborate with Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, round number four. What are you most proud of? My family. Round number five. What are you least proud of? Time wasted. It's always a bitch, right? Yeah. Looking back, be like, man, time if, wasted. If only I'd have done this a few years younger. If only I would have made this choice, made that decision. You know, yeah. being uh, <clears throat> procrastinating. You know, yes, yeah, I think that's a smoking though. Might be, man. It might not I even like because be real. Been stoner. working forever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm a responsible stoner. Responsible but, but sometimes, stoner. you know, you sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do this tomorrow, and and I, I I'm I'm trying to get better at like doing things right now. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Down. Round number six. What is your biggest fear? Hmm. My biggest fear is um, being away from my family and them needing me mm. at the time. And you're not being able to be there. Round number seven. <clears throat> who would you take a bullet for? My any any my kids, my wife. You take a bullet for them. Anybody in my family? Yeah. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? I'm, now, you know, disclaimer, I'm not saying Alex shoots someone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, well, going, listen, but man. you know, he's just not going to sweat it if dude gets it. Just, yeah, it is what it any, is. Uh, any, any, any bigot, racist piece of shit, I'll, I'll just duck and let the bullet hit him, you know? Any racist motherfuckers. Any, any of that. Any, okay. of that, any of that, any of that hate nonsense, man. You know, um, any, anybody who is, uh, who, is judging um, off of race, religion, sexual orientation, any of that kind of stuff. I think humans should be humans and yeah. um, and yeah. let them live. 
um so surely uh anybody like that or any any uh any um Anybody who ever touched or did anything to kids, like I'll help you put the bullet in them, you know. A racist pedophile can get it. Oh, a racist pedophile! I'm, I don't do know. You kill them. I think. I think we torture them. I don't think you let them hit the bullet. I think you let <laughs> you let them live for a little bit in, in agony. But how would that work though? Like, would they would they do kids that they hate or do kids that they like? Something it's a mixed, oh, you know, God. mixed combination here because oh, he's black. I don't. But you know, he's black, so I'm gonna ruin. Like, kill them all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it it is it is still astonishing to me 2017 <clears throat> that such an ignorant mentality still exists of like oh i'm not gonna judge you for what you do just p- p- on things you have no control over like your race i'm gonna judge you like that's what you're you know what i'm saying like the mentality yeah, crazy. that ignorance is surprising that it still exists it's, to me it's crazy it's, right it's it's beyond and, crazy and you'll be shocked oh it's it's being it's a, it's a it's an agenda now. It's like I almost feel like there was a time where like we were we weren't really thinking about it as much, and now it's like it's now it's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's the, now it's the thing that's going on, and um, it's sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, media. I feel like media and our government is kind of even pushing this whole like race agenda now. You know, more than ever and. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Round number nine. Who would you never work with? Who would I never work like with? ever work with? Uh, hmm. Who would I never work with? If you cannot answer the question, oh, I'm going to answer it. <laughs> or you will not. I'm going to answer it. If I could never work, I, I, who I would never work with, I would never work with, um, fuck. 10, 9. I would never work with, uh, 8. Fred Durst. <laughs> He's on my mind just from a couple minutes ago. There you go. Okay. I would tell him, fuck no, buddy. <laughs> Scenario. Fred Durst calls you on the phone. Yo. I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> Yo. I got I got Jimi Hendrix. Oh, he got Jimmy? He guitar. brought Jimmy back? Uh, Before Johnny Cash died, said, yo, it's only you and Adelaide Ball. This is what I want. And he laid it nice and deep. I would have to probably work with him then. Oh, so then but, that, but, that's but, not yeah, true. But you can't Who bring you back people ne- from the dead. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Durst had a lot of money, bro. You don't know. He might have bought some <laughs> samples. He could have bought some shit, you know. Um, Who would you never work with? Who would I never work with? I'd never work with... Uh, damn. See, this one, I'm, a, I'm a loving-ass dude, man. There's nobody that I dislike. Um, Who would I never work with? Molly Cyrus. I would work with Molly Cyrus. Yeah, she's a stoner. Um, Taylor Swift. I would never work with Taylor. Well, <laughs> she's pretty hot, too. Um, you know, I would never work with... I would never work with that guy who did that... that what was that song that came out? Uh, Mambo Number 5. Mambo Number 5. I would never work with him. But who's, the, who's the, the guy that came out with the song? The Gun, Gun, Gundam? Gundam. Gundam style. Dun, 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 dun. Psy, I think it's his yeah, name. Yeah, I would never work with him. There you go. Psy calls you. No, no, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that. We'll give you that. That's too much because, yeah, yeah they're bringing seances and shit up here. Uh, okay, I respect that. I'm with that. All right. 
It's a big dope collabo though. I think you guys, <laughs> I been. think you can make it work, bro. I don't know. I have a feeling. Guy had a billion. He's the first person to get a billion views. It's insane, right? Fuck, it's the shittiest song there ever was. They loved it though. I did. So what? Do I, maybe at my, I have shitty taste. <laughs> uh, number ten, <clears throat> doing pretty good. Last Thank three. You. Round number ten. Do you believe in God? Yes. What does that mean, Fred? I believe. Uh, I believe in a in a in a higher power. Surely, um, I don't necessarily believe in a particular religion. Mm-hmm. But uh, my my birth father's Palestinian. He's Muslim. My mom is a uh, Christian. Um, my step well, my um, stepmom, my father, my adoptive father is is Baptist. So I've seen it all. Like as far as um perspective as far as perspective i have some uh, jewish friends are very close to me um i don't necessarily believe in religion but i do believe that there's a higher power i do believe that the universe uh, i believe that we're all connected mm-hmm. i believe that we're all uh you know energy forces and that we're all the exact same energy forces and that right. uh you know i believe that um that, yeah that there is a, a there is a higher power than us mm-hmm. um that uh you know, that shapes and molds what's going on. Mm. I like that. I respect that. With that round 11, last two, what is your biggest insecurity? My biggest insecurity? What are you most insecure about? Um, my biggest insecurity... Uh, failing you know just not not being able to uh n- not being able to to make my wife um have be able to provide for my family mm-hmm. you know my job security is my biggest um questioning should i be you know mm-hmm. continuing how long wh- how long to continue how long to uh before you you know should i get a fucking nine to five job you know sometimes things are rough man you go home and you're not on the road and um uh, you know that that makes me i I get very insecure are you am i good enough Mm. you know to to go to that next level Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm 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 progressing but i think that that's probably my biggest insecurity is like in the back of your head you wonder like yo do i have what it takes to get to that level where my kids are not going to have to worry mm. or my kids' kids are not going to have to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know uh, I believe in myself and I think that I'm good enough to be where I'm at now. But, you know, that 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 question that you always have is like, you know. And I think <clears throat> it comes as a, as a man that will I be able to provide doing whatever it is that I'm doing in the future. We all worry about the pension, bro, because like we don't have 20 years to spend forever. So we're always like, yo, is this going to pay off eventually? And then you're like, oh, but there's so many other people doing it. And like, you know, so you just, the only thing that I've ever really come to realize is like, you cannot be, you cannot stay aware of the people running next to you. You have to just run. Run forward. The minute you start looking side to side on what are they doing, how's their steps different, whatever, blah, 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 you're just gonna, it's gonna come back on you because your step is not gonna be there. It's gonna be different. You know, whatever you're providing, whether it's good or better, it's just different. So that's gonna fuck with you. So you really just go. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And and just just finding another talent. Like, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't see myself like touring and like being like a 40 year old like you know what i mean like on this level so like 
finding another talent and finding another avenue in hip hop or in music it, uh, is something that I always think about, and it's something that I'm like, definitely look, insecure look about. Look at Kevin, like we were just talking about. He, you know, he's not on the mic, but he is responsible for a lot of dope hip hop in LA right. and all across the world. He took a different avenue. It does you don't necessarily need a rap to be involved in hip hop. Right. You know, that's just why doing what I do. I'm not. I'm not out there doing shows right now. I'm providing something different, something new that people want to hear that they can't hear somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I, I think you'll be fine, bro. Thank I, you, brother. I, I, I can see it in you, man. I got, uh, from hearing your music to the, the people that are guiding you and directing you who have had longevity in their career. Yeah. Right. I think, I think you'll be cool, bro. Thank I think, you, brother. I think, I think you'll Thank get you. it down for sure. Uh, last and final question. Look at that. <clears throat> Thank you for sitting with us. I really appreciate you squeezing me in. I know, you know, people can't see it, but we're in the middle of a hotel. There's alarms going out. There's people coming through. And it was real cool of you to, to find the time to fit us in. Of course, man. Anytime. Yeah. And, uh, I love James who set this up. He's been super. Oh, James. James, my man. James is the man, man. Like whenever he has an artist that's in town, he knows that, uh, that it'll be mutual beneficially for both of us who be like, hey, yo, we got this person. Yeah, yeah bro, for that, I'm, I'm, you know, so James anything for man. James, you know what I'm saying? He, James he, is the man. He absolutely is. So last and final round, round 12, why? What is it? Why? 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 Why what? Why everything? I want to know your why. Why? Um, well, because, uh, I have a voice, that's why. And um I want to uh I want I want to try to get people to uh think about questioning authority, mm. to think about being themselves um and being comfortable being themselves. Mm -hmm. Um I want people to spread love and um and break rules. And uh I feel like that's what I'm here for. And I feel like um, I was put here to be to to do that, you know, to to question authority, to question um, the mold of 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 uh, what people are feel that they're supposed to do or whatever like that, and um, try to challenge people to be different and try to challenge people to be themselves and not be worried about being themselves. If you're, you know, I, I wasn't the popular kid in school whatever i was the chubby kid in school whatever the case like that people i'm still the chubby kid in school <laughs> me too um but uh you know um yeah that's i mean that's why you know why is be is because why not you know why why not like you only we're only here for a very short amount of time um i, I feel like while we're here um we need to we need to try to 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 spread love, you mm. know, and to and to and to. You know, it sounds corny and like whatever the case, but like I legit feel like if people bring love into their hearts and they show love and they smile and ask people how they're doing today and and have a good day, I think that that goes a far way. And you're brightening, um, you're making your day better, you're making the next person's day better, and um, and, and again, you know, get, pushing people to question. Um, what everybody thinks is supposed to be question mm -hmm. authority question the rules question break the rules um you know most importantly like i said spread love i'm with that 
like you're the champion. You are great. Bell, look at that. Crowd and still. Oh, I'm knocked out. I'm not cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you again for thank making you, time. Man. It was a total pleasure and honor. It, Anything so else much. that we can do to help you out? You know, you're a Wake the Fluck Up artist now, so you get free promotion for the rest of your life. Oh, man. So we'll awesome. put up on the website. We'll retweet, repost, all that good shit, of course. Uh, we'll have two songs from your upcoming project on the interview so people get Amazing. to know it and they go out there and shop it. You're in LA. You're in OC. Stop by. Say, what's up, man? If you see somebody on the list, because we like to announce it like a week in advance that you want to meet, shake hands, or you want to co-host the episode with, yeah. let us know. We got some really good names coming up, and I'll let you know after because uh, yeah, politics. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so thank you again, Adelaide, for sitting down with us, making the time for Adelaide, for Battle X Warriors, for James who hooked it up, for Mad Child, for everybody, for real hip-hop everywhere. This is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. That's it, man. I live 420. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.